ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We proudly present this podcast to you in all its glory. They are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake. He is Sal. And together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Blake's House Show with Mark, episode number 446, the last episode of 2022. I'm your host, Blake, the biggest deal podcasting, Sally's off this week. He's um, literally hanging out with his boyfriend, getting ready to start the new year, so good for him. But we do have the man with the legend, Mark Dad. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, despite the uh, wonderful... Sub zero wind chills and everything we had. Hey, we survived another deep freeze. Good for us. <laughs> do we get the t shirt? No, we do not get a t shirt. But I will say, we survived another deep freeze despite me having to yell at you and Kyle to stay inside during the negative 41 day. And they had to yell at both of you to stay inside. <laughs> so, hi everyone in the tri state area. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, okay, before I even bring on our show, because this is a very short outro, so I was like trying to figure out an intro for this show because I knew I want to close the show today's show with. And I'm like, well, I was, um, people know I'm a big Peloton person, and, um, I, look, like, right before our Christmas specials were recorded, I actually had a moment on the, sh- on the, um, on my, on my Brownlee rides, where it felt like I was, like, in, like, they make fun of, like, the Peloton rides, where they're, like, they zoom in on the camera, and they have the camera, and I was like, it felt like, and this is the song that was playing, and it was a really cool moment that I wanted to play, this is Pink Trouble, figured, what out, open with this. Well, yeah, you know her tour is coming around, so. So. So let's bring on our special guest today, because there's nobody else I would have rather had here today for this show. Let's bring on from the PW Torch, Kelly Wells. Kelly, welcome to the show. It is good to be here. I think this is going to be my second straight year watching Wrestle Kingdom live, but uh, but we'll have to see what the schedule surrounding that is. I'm uh, I'm always psyched to see it. It's uh, it feels like something's missing, and it feels like there are also ingredients that have never been there before. So I'm very very intrigued by this show, mm-hmm. and um, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I actually plan my work schedule next week around this show. I'm not staying up. I'm, I'm I'm getting up early to go to work so I can get home and then watch the entire show before I pick up my kid from school. Like I'm literally planning my whole week around that. So my boss is going to be aware of it. I already told him at this point of the day I will not be available. <laughs> I'm not available because sure. my boss knows I'm a wrestling fan. I am. He knows this is a big day. So. <laughs> Ding, oh, there's an email. Okay. Planning my way. Well, I don't care about the emails. I'm not going back on the road. Once I'm home on Wednesday, I'm not going to be in the house again. I'm not leaving the house. So. Anyway, well, that being said, let's actually get into things. Hell, support the show and all the platforms you can find the show and I'm probably working on at theblakeandsouthshow.com. Dad's retail part. Hey, you can buy your shirts, stickers, hoodies, and more from our Tee Public store. Click on the Tee Public link and our website and go to Tee Public and search the Blake and Sal Show. Hey, do we get the uh, Blake and Sal Show with Mark Snowball Makers yet? No, again, uh, I have no joke here. Never mind. Let's just say this. That I am actually available. Let's go to break. <laughs> By the way, just so everybody knows, we um that was the, probably be the last time we hear that intro. I am we retiring that because I have um a special intro being introduced in two weeks when we come back after us oh. to celebrate our 10th anniversary. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited for that. I'm already talking to somebody and I'm working on things. So two weeks, brand new intro to the show. Oh, all right. Cool. Now, if you have not already, go pick up. I know I am available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Arntap Publishing, and we just found out during the um, holidays, Target and Walmart 
Mandy's book is available everywhere you can find it in English and in Spanish. Kelly, get your plugs in. Go. Um, I didn't write a book in English or in Spanish, but uh, <laughs> give it time, um, and I will do both uh, just to, just to catch up. Uh, I'm I'm Kelly Wells. Um, I'm I'm a podcaster. I'm a collectible shop runner slash co-owner it's it's complicated folks um i'm i'm a board game designer i'm a lot of things uh and i i'm too scattered for my own good so start a lot of projects and i finish about 10 percent of them uh you can follow me on social media at spooky milk or at spooky milk dot games hey you know what i I, i'm literally trying to figure out 2023 on what products i actually want to start and finish or not i'm in the middle of that right now so don't worry i totally feel that (laughs) so normally i'd play our wrestling intro but honestly i'm retiring that after this week too so i'm not even gonna bother it's it's like two minutes long now so i'm not gonna bother so we'll get right into things quick notes before we get into wrestle kingdom there's a lot to talk about wrestle kingdom um if you watch any football this weekend and i mean any football this weekend because i watch the game on saturday and i watch the game on sunday you heard about 87,000 times that John Cena is going to be wrestling on a Friday Night Smackdown this week. <laughs> oh, my God. I have, I have never seen the hype of a match like this on football on football broadcast before. Like, this is insane. <laughs> like, I was amazed. Like, I was absolutely amazed about how many times. And my favorite part was, I think it was during the Giants game. Um, the Giant Viking game, where I, I I don't remember who was doing the commentary. All of a sudden, they're like, hey, John Cena's wrestling on Friday? <laughs> like, it was really, he was completely thrown off by what he was reading. It <laughs> made me laugh. If, if, if you had a drinking game for every time John Cena's name was mentioned, you'd be passed out on the floor. Yeah, it was a crazy weekend. But hey, John Cena's retur- returning with Kevin Owens against Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. Did not see that coming a month ago. No way. No, I'm coming a month ago. I'm excited. I, I do have family plans on Fridays where we're going to be watching the show on delay, but I am really excited. Um, Kelly, I know you're usually on the outskirts of, of WWE programming, but this has got to be what match you did not see coming. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, in retrospect, when they named him for this match, I said, well, of course, they've got to get something out of Cena Reigns at some point, uh, whether that's just this wacky tag or more. And I think there will probably be more. Um, but I don't know how much because – seen as a busy guy so it it did perk up my ears and uh and i do catch smackdown i don't know around half the time these days and i i will be checking this one out to see how it goes down yeah i definitely am excited i if smackdown's funny but for smackdown, i love smackdown every week i enjoy it and a lot of people are like i'm bored by the whole roman reigns thing it's the most entertaining thing on television right now for me i love it <laughs> The whole thing with the bloodline is you have no idea what's going to happen next. That's that's the whole thing. Yeah. Well, the funny part is I was um, and I didn't even think about this. Um, I was listening to Carton and Roberts. I listen. There's a New York based radio show, sports show. I listen to every day when I'm working the next day. As I love about my job. I can listen to podcasts all day. But um, I'm listening to their show, and one of the hosts is like, "I tuned into SmackDown, thinking, hey, there's wrestling, and I'll watch wrestling. I'm not a wrestling fan, but I'm wrestling. And I was so bored because all I am watching is these guys talking. And I'm like, and, and the other host is like, but it was the tribal chief. It was really good if you paid attention. <laughs> like, yeah, well, if you're a new person, you don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> What's going on at this point? So, well, again, that's this week. All right. Um, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. But I do want to ask Kelly, the, for those who don't realize how much of a big deal this is, um, Pro Wrestling Noah, New Year's Day, the great Muda versus Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> Still cannot believe this is happening. I can't believe Michael Cole brought it up on SmackDown one week. I can't believe this is actually a thing. Kelly, Tell people at home how big of a deal this is. Yeah, the WWE just hasn't loaned out guys to be in these big matches, but uh, but this is the kind of the kind of concession that I'm glad they're making. Uh, they're doing this with with him to wrestle Muda, who a lot of American wrestling fans know Muda from his WCW run uh, excursion and then some back in the early to mid nineties, which was great. And he continued to be great uh, in Japan ever since he is, he's been a major, major star. He's very old now, like very old. The, some of the guys in Japan do the give back part of their career for a large number of years, even if they're losing just about every match out. Uh, and this is, this is a big deal. And Nakamura is one of the guys that he wanted to wrestle. And there's one, from AEW, and now I can't think of who that person is. Sting, I think it's Sting. Is it, is it attacking with Sting? 
I guess that's possible. I thought there was another one that was. I can't uh, swear that um, he's matching. He is tagging, tagging with Sting in the in his final match. That one I know okay. for a fact. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so both companies are uh, are opening that door, and and we've seen a little bit more willingness of WWE to play along with some things because they're allowing Carl Anderson to go and drop the championship that he had won and then left abruptly with. In fact, he's already defended it once successfully on a show about a week and a half ago uh, against Hikaleo. So he could set up the match with Hikaleo's older brother. These guys both being the sons of Haku, uh, two of the three sons of Haku, because he's going to drop it to Tamatanga at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Am I right, though, that the Hikaleo match was the one that was postponed from Saudi Arabia weekend, right? That was the postponed match? Yes, yes, yeah. it was postponed. And they used that and they kept talking about it on both shows. And you see all these people on Twitter saying they're such jerks for doing this and everything. And I said, are you hearing how much both companies are talking about it? They're clearly, clearly setting up a match and using the cancellation of this first match to promote it. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's been clear to be a work for so long, but you kind of can't blame people for thinking it was a, a shoot because this kind of thing doesn't happen with uh -huh. the WWE. So it's, it's kind of un not uncharted territory, but a lot of fans my age and younger have not seen this in their lifetime. Like WWE didn't play nice with other companies basically right. ever since VK jr. Took over. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I agree. And, and the whole thing with that is, is it's marketing. It's, it's great. You know, you do this and you talk about, you talk up the product. And if Triple H has an open mind to do something like this down the road in the future, God bless him and go for it. Mm -hmm. So um, other big news that came out of Japan before we got to Wrestle Kingdom. Um, and this one actually surprised me. And then I did not have a chance to watch the match that they broke up officially, but I did see the pictures. Um, Maru Suzuki announced that the um, faction Sukugan was breaking up. They did have the farewell the other day. Um, Kelly, were you surprised by this or not surprised at all? Or in a big deal to you, yes or no? It is a big deal to me. Suzuki Goon has really been on a hot streak the last couple of years. Um, and not because of Suzuki himself necessarily, but because of some of the young talent that's really emerging in the group. And he's continued to be popular, but he's spent a lot of the last two years traveling the world and uh, having these matches with uh, people he'd never had them with. And honestly, winning more matches around the world uh in, in foreign countries to him than he would have at home because he's he's been losing more matches than he wins by a comfortable margin for a couple of years in new japan he's he's been de-emphasized he's not even in the uh g1 climax anymore he hasn't been in it for about three years uh he, he's been heavily de-emphasized as he reached the age of 50 and now i i want to say 53 or whatever it is um I thought maybe this group would soldier on with a new leader. That's not the way they're promoting it. And until I'm shown otherwise, I do think that they are just breaking this group up and sending everybody off everywhere. Uh, but this group had a different leader when it first started. It was uh, Satoshi Kojima and it was called Kojima Goon. And then he got displaced and uh, turned face when uh, Minoru Suzuki took it over and Kojima has been a face ever since. So it wouldn't be a first, although Kojima Goon didn't last that long before he was replaced by Suzuki. So big story. I have not yet. There's only one and a half shows I have not seen, um, which is about as far as I ever fall behind. And the match with the four on four of all Suzuki Goon guys, I haven't seen yet, and I'm very interested to see it and uh, see how that came off. I know the English, the English um, feed went up recently. That's why I saw a picture of it. I'm like, oh, okay. But I, I forgot about that. And then I saw a picture pop up. I was like, oh, I should really patch up before I was looking at them. I didn't have a chance yet. By the way, he's 54, Suzuki, by the by. <laughs> so, okay. I knew I was close. Yeah, yeah. I was up Wikipedia with that while you were talking. <laughs> so, Dan, any thoughts before we get to World of Kingdom? Um. I'm guessing this is kind of like the teacher and the student thing where I've taught you stuff. I have over, uh, you know, I've over seen your progress. So now here it is, go out and do what you're supposed to do. You know, they, they want to basically score wins and, you know, make themselves known. And 
in order to do that, you've got to break up the group. And oddly enough, he did it better in Japanese than Regal did in English when he left the Rock and Paul my club. <laughs> there you go. All right. Let's get to Wrestle Kingdom. It is, of course, on January 4th. Um, so I keep getting the question, why January 4th? Why January 4th? I, everyone keeps asking me, why is the show on a Wednesday? Why is it a... Kelly, can you please explain to people why is January 4th? <laughs> in Japan, it's with wrestling. Because it's not a weekly show or anything like that, they make it more about dates sometimes. Uh, and they've done that with Dominion, too, where for a few years it was always on June 11th, although they've played around with Dominion now yeah, I remember a few that. times. Yeah. Um, it's so... I don't know why they have decided to do it that way, but um, I guess if you want to market it as something memorable, you can always make it the same date and nobody will get confused on uh, what date they have to clear from their schedule. So to us, it doesn't make any sense not to just always have it on a Sunday or a Saturday or whatever days we're seeing our uh, pay-per-views and PLEs at this point. But, um, but yeah, that's something they've done since, before Wrestle Kingdom was called Wrestle Kingdom, January 4th was their big show going back many years. Uh, I don't know why they do it, but I don't think it's any less viable of a way to do things than the way we do it. It's just different. Yeah, I, I just, I was putting on my calendar when I'm setting up the next year, January 4th, Wrestle Kingdom. I don't even think about it. <laughs> I don't even think about it anymore. So. Also, it, is, it seems like they pick a day where basically they know that they're not going to have any other wrestling organization have a show on and basically have people kind of go back and forth. So what I was interesting, what I was interesting about this show is it feels like it's the end of New Japan's year, but it's the beginning of the year. Like it's, I always find that weird, but and then again, like we got used to like our waging final battle in December. That was the end of the year, and then January they start up again. But that's pretty much the same thing here, just starting, ending the year on January 4th. So basically, you've got old rivalries that are going to finish, and then you're going to have new rivalries start and begin? Mm -hmm. Yes, and, and that happens on the very next night at a show called New Year Dash. Um, and that is historically where some of the biggest angles of the year will take place. And some big changes, um, guys leaving factions, joining factions, things like that. Something newsworthy always happens on New Year Dash. And... Normally, it's the very day after Wrestle Kingdom, and mm -hmm. uh, this year is that way as well. If I remember that was like the day, like AJ Styles they kicked out of the Bullet Club, or like they turned on Kenny Omega, like things like that. If I remember those things happening on January fifth, like those big things. Yep. So that's right. There you go. Because um, I remember that because um, AJ Styles got turned on, and then all of a sudden there was Rumble a few weeks later. <laughs> so I remember that. Um, okay, let's get through the card. We'll start with the pre-show. Um, I'm not going to bullshit you. I do not know these two. I guess they're dojo people. The first match, I don't recognize, I don't even know how to pronounce their names. They are. Uh, Ryohei Oiwa is um, is the first, and uh, and I think he's facing Oleg Burton, yeah. who is um, yeah. he's he's a he's a prospect. I think they want to make a big deal out of. Um, very tough, very no nonsense. I know that he's uh, legit. I think in the world of fighting, I haven't looked a lot into him yet, but, um, but this isn't there for Oiwa, who, by the way, is one of my favorite. I've been watching long enough that I've seen about 20, 25 young lions. Ryohei Oiwa is like a top five for me. I like him quite a bit, uh, but he's, he's going to lose this match. This is there to put over Oleg Burton, unless he's going to have a long run as a um as a young lion as well because normally when a young lion comes in he'll lose to everybody including the young lions who have been there longer uh so i don't know how they're going to handle this i don't know if this is going to be a different situation but my assumption is that burton's going over uh Fair enough. i really oh but i just i really like oiwa i think he's got a good future as a heavyweight in this company uh, by the way, just so everybody knows, I have the I actually organized the run sheet in the order that New Japan announced the card instead of like how I usually do things because it's just easier to do it this way. New Japan is nice <laughs> enough to put the card in order, so I'm going to honor that and go in order as they put it. So there you go. Um, next up on the pre-show, it is the um, the King of Pro Wrestling 2023 Championship New Japan Ramo. We have this every year at this point. Um, we have no clue who's going to be in it until the actual match starts. Um, 
What do you? How, how do you feel about the um, new AD King of Pro Wrestling Championship this past year? I know um, Takagi. We were talking about it the last time you we were on the show and how we had the Takagi stuff and who's your daddy stuff. How much fun that was. But how do you feel about it going into the new year? I like this championship slash cup. This this thing in that it can be a lot of different things. For the first two years, it served as being a way to make Toru Yano in important matches and to do and to have the comedy stuff mean something. Uh, and now this year they decided to have it be a way for Shingo Takagi to carry around a championship and still seem sort of relevant, even though he's been massively de-emphasized, which is just criminal given how good he is. Uh, but I, I don't mind what they did with it this year at all. Um, yeah, this is the kind of championship or title that could easily become the same as the 24/7 and then they just kick it to the curb, but it hasn't it hasn't done that. It's um they've found ways to make this fun and uh the fan interaction makes this fun. Uh I like the Rambo, which for the uninitiated, it is a Royal Rumble. It doesn't have a fixed number of people. Huh. You can and they don't announce the number of people in addition to um who's in it beforehand they you just have to know everyone's come in when people stop coming in um pretty much pretty much yep <laughs> i watched and, the last couple they were crazy they really were not because you didn't know what was going on half the time mm-hmm. <laughs> and assuming that they do it the way they did the last one they'll stop the match when it's down to four and then the four will wrestle either on the next night or a show soon after in a four-way to decide who the first provisional king of pro wrestling is up and since there is no night to wrestle kingdom this year it'll probably happen at the dash any yeah that's no, what I'm we saying. have any idea at all the only person i saw announced was taki is the only person i saw announced obviously because he's the reigning champ yeah okay. i assume that everyone that's not on the card is in here somewhere i'm just assuming that like <laughs> yeah probably and it, they've done a thing with chase owens the last couple years where he's gone coast to coast in this so i wouldn't be surprised to see him want to be be one of the final four again Toru Yano is uh, not booked as he's not going to be typically on a uh, new Japan, on uh, wrestle kingdom at this point. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was there again. Uh, I hope they throw at least one or two curveballs in here and have guys we didn't expect in mm. this final four. They had fun with it last year. So they had fun last year. So um, speaking of what we have on um, one more match on the pre-show, it is the Antonio Noshi Memorial six man, ta- six man tag team match. It is using the gotta. My tongue is tight. You just gotta. Somebody help me, please. <laughs> okay. Let me look at the run sheet because no um, I know all the guys. I just want to make sure I've got everybody who's in the in the match here. Yeah. My tongue uh, is yes. tight on Satoshi Kojima and Togi Makabe versus Tatsumi Fujinami, Minoru Suzuki, and Tiger Mask. Yes. Uh, these are Holy guys God. I've seen a lot of. Um, Nagata's just, he's awesome to this day, and he also is about 54. Yeah, he, he popped up in the rainbow last good. year. He popped up in the rainbow last year randomly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kojima is still a good wrestler. Makabe is not still a good wrestler, but people still <laughs> like him. Um, Tatsumi Fujinami was awesome, and he had a run in WCW in the early 90s as well. Had an excursion there, and he was good. Uh, they used him kind of as a foil for Ric Flair for a while. Minoru Suzuki, everybody knows. Obviously. And then Tiger Mask. I believe this is Tiger Mask 4. I can never remember if they're on number 4 or 5. But the Tiger Mask, who's Tiger Mask yeah. now, is an old man. And he's been doing it for a very, very long time. Like, longer than all the other Tiger Masks put together. Um, mm-hmm. And so this one, this one is about age. Uh, all these guys are north of 50, I believe. If As long as Togi Makabe is over 50, they all are. But he might not be. Mm-hmm. Um and this won't be about uh, these might these guys might work stiff. This might be okay, but it's more about um, just a showcase for uh, for Inoki. Yeah, it's a tribute match at the end of the day. That's really what this is. So, yeah. uh, by the way, he is fifty on the button. Okay, Montebay. So there you go. Okay, fifty on the button. Tiger so, No, um, right. Montebay. So there you go. I looked it up real fast. Okay, just through. Kelly, just through a piece, Kelly. I knew he wanted to know. Ooh, Tiger Mask is probably on the verge as well. He might not be 50, but he that could go either way on that one. So, um, all right. We'll get to the main show. We have a packed show. I don't, I see, I'm not as down on this show as some people are. I know you were on um, Wrestling in America a couple weeks ago. 
and people were calling in saying they were kind of down on the show, and I'm not really down on the show. I'm excited for this show. Maybe I don't watch it every single week. I don't watch every single Palantir show, and I'm just following along with this card, but I'm really excited for this show. I'm excited for this show, too, and I'm going to be honest. I think some of this is people kept saying, well, why didn't this person win to set up this match and this person here? And all of them are complaining that there aren't more foreigners on a New Japan show. Um, <laughs> that's literally what it is. They're just like, well, um, why didn't Aussie Open win to set up that match again? It's like Aussie Open's going to have other chances, but what are they going to do? Are they going to take their entire 40-man Japanese guy roster and say, all right, you 30 aren't going to be on this show because Clown Shoes in America wants to see Aussie Open run back against FTR. I mean, there's already only one Japanese guy in the uh, junior heavyweight tag championship, and people were arguing in favor of there being none in the heavyweight tag team championship. I just, you can't do that to your roster and maintain a high level of uh, morale. Um, if they had two nights, some of these things might be different, but, um, but I think people are, if they put it in our shoes and all these American wrestlers were being displaced here, I, I, I feel like they'd feel differently. I don't know if people even notice what they're asking for. The only thing I've ever really thought about is like, why New Japan strong doesn't get any representation on this show at all. Like, it's like one match. I'm not saying, like, have everyone come over here and do all that kind of stuff, but, like, I wouldn't even mind the New Japan Strong defense. Just one title defense. Like, that's all I really ever thought about. Yeah, I could handle that, but I think that the way that New Japan Strong works, I think they really do just want that to be more of a feeder system. It, it really is kind of an NXT for, um, for New Japan because they try out a lot of things. The amount of different guys who have wrestled on... New Japan Strong is enormous considering there's only three three matches on the show every week. They'll they'll have debuts almost every week and they'll use somebody just a few times. Um sometimes to put somebody over and sometimes as a tryout to see if they want to use them further. Uh they're using I mean they're they're going through a churn honestly faster than NXT. They're going through more talent than NXT in terms of uh, when they turf them out and when they decide they might want to move them further. So I don't think there's any chance of the strong open weight championship being defended on that show, as long as it's treated as a developmental kind of Fair territory. Enough. Fair enough. That's just something that came to mind. I figured I'd ask if anyone would ask, I'd ask you. All right, let's get to the card. Ben, you mentioned it, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship Match. It is TJP and Francesco Alcantara, and it's Leo Rush and Yo. Did not expect to see this matchup. I didn't, when I read Leo Rush and Yo were teaming together, I was like, really? That's the thing we're doing? Okay, cool. That's what we're doing. So this is the match. Kelly, what do you think? Yo. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yo and Leo Rush, you know, it's hard to believe because supposedly everyone's saying Leo Rush isn't wrestling anymore. Leo Rush retired like seven times in the last two years. Right. <laughs> They're a great taking. They gel really well. So, you know, I this is a team that, you know, is unpredictable. And you, I think I think this time, you know, they're going to get the belt. Ooh, ooh, you're thinking title change. Kelly, what do you think? This Super Junior Tag League was so much fun because eight of the team, eight of the teams have never been in a tag team uh, in a tag league before. Only two of them were returning. Um, when they released the list of teams that were going to be in this thing, I did correctly predict that it would be Yo and Leo Rush to win this. Um, I just thought that they were going to get it, what they could out of Leo. It's clear they like him um, in what they've used him on uh, on Strong. And Yo continues to be somebody that they like in this spot. Uh, he has now won the Super Junior Tag League four times because he did it three times in a row with Show. Uh, so yeah, I, I was expecting them to win the league, but it was still just oh god, it was it was a fun ride all the way through. January fourth is always the toughest night to predict for New Japan, as as predictable as new Japan can be throughout so much of the year and how you can set your watch to people winning and like 
pin combinations and just being the same all the time. And in the few matches on this show that are very predictable when we get to them. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Yeah. It, like as, as predictable as that all is, when it's a championship match on Wrestle Kingdom, all bets are off. Like the safest thing to do if you're uninitiated is to bet on all of the challengers because they always do a lot of title changes at Wrestle Kingdom. I'm torn here, but I think I like Yo and Leo to win and probably have a relatively short reign. Um, TJP and Akira have been champs for a little bit here. I don't know that they've had any defenses because they've not been doing that kind of thing and they did the league and they've been very good. Uh, they're great in the ring. That uh, that whole faction is looking real good right now. But I'm I'm thinking Yo and Leo in this one. Yeah, I wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. I'm actually quickly wanted to see if I could find how many if they've had any reigns. And you might be right if they've actually had any defenses. I'm trying to see. Whoever does the Wikipedia page always updates defenses when it comes to um, New Japan titles. So just trying to see real quickly if I can find anything here. This wasn't fast enough to look it up. Actually, it says this is their third defense since okay. June. Since June, this is their third one. So there well, I've go. seen the other two, but it's been. It's been six months that they've been champions yep. and uh, not doing a lot of, yeah. So whatever they were, I saw them. I just don't remember what they were. Yeah, since June 20th, they won the belts. So there you go. That's a long time to hold the belts. Just... All right. Speaking of belts, we have the IWGP Women's Championship. Yes, I said that correctly, people. The IWGP Women's Championship. It is the champion, Kyrie. And for those wondering, yes, the same Kyrie as Kyrie Sane, for those wondering, versus, um, am I saying this right? Tom Nakio, made it right. Tam Tam Nakano. I was close. Yeah. But the important part here that is overshadowing this match, which is driving me fucking crazy, is Mercedes Bernardo is in attendance for this. Apparently, <sighs> yeah, they wanted that to be a surprise. They were really, really bummed that that leaked. Um, that uh, that Mercedes is going to be part of this. Uh, the former Sasha Banks. So. I don't know what to expect at all from her usage. That is one of the really big stories going into uh, into Wrestle Kingdom. What is? I mean, if you would ask me one year ago to take the entire WWE roster and name the one person who would be on the next Wrestle Kingdom, I probably would have gone through about fifty names before I mentioned. Sasha Banks. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because I feel the exact same way. I feel the exact same way. I don't understand how we got here. Like, I, I don't understand why everyone goes so nuts over Sasha. Like, she's a good wrestler. She's not great on the mic. No. And we, we I've heard you talk on um eight your um on um, on PWT about how she's not a great actor. She's not that great. And I know I will say right now, she was good at Mandalorian, but Mandalorian wasn't asking her to do a whole lot. And yeah, I don't day, think she was good in Mandalorian. Yeah, even I she, they didn't ask. It was background. It was, it was background. She was background yeah. for what she was. Most of the mm-hmm. acting in the background of that show wasn't that great anyway. In the background of that show wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, she was there to to have a spoiler for those who missed the end of the last season of Mandalorian. She was there to have a fight with Boba Fett, and everyone freaked out about it. That's pretty much what that was. That's all that was about. And good for them. I don't get the hype. I will never understand the hype of Tasha Banks. She's never been well, my favorite horsewoman. She's never has been. Bailey's my girl. But I would put Charlotte against Sasha, above Sasha. I've always said that. Like, yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand this hype. I, I just think uh, she... Does, does she have a, a part in another motion picture that's coming out? I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's just it's weird to me. I don't understand the fans' fascination of Mercedes Vernado. I never understood it. It's, <sighs> it's bizarre. I think the idea that she can be some big-time actor is the most delusional thing I've ever heard in my life as far as wrestling discourse. Like, I don't know where it came from, and I don't know why people ran with it. And actually, like, my surprise at her being involved isn't because of where I consider her uh, talent level to be. I think she's perfectly great enough to be on this show. It's just, of all the people who would have ended up there, it's just so weird to see Sasha there in comparison to people who have been there before. Obviously, like, just being a woman, it's surprising that that's the one that's going to be on the show, because New Japan is a is a male roster they've got stardom to do uh that a separate promotion that is female only um so just to have sasha on this show i just can't even picture what she's going to do but i feel like they're not flying her over an ocean 
so she can go there, smile a little bit, look pretty, and then walk away. Like there's more to this. I don't know what it is, but I just can't even fathom what that is. I keep so, hearing rumors of Kyrie versus Mercedes at the New Japan show. I keep hearing that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I the New Japan, um, the next one in LA. I think there's one in LA coming up at the beginning of the year. I think they have it right now. I keep oh, hearing right. that rumor. They are coming over. That, yeah, that I keep hearing about that. That's the that's the match I keep hearing rumors about. I have nothing confirmed, obviously, because there's also the rumors who are popping up in nope. AEW in two weeks. So, like, you don't know. Like, I don't know what's going on here. So, my thing is this. Did she reach out to them, or did they reach out to her? That's probably something we'll never know the answer to. Um, like, she's a wrestler, so certainly she would be aware of New Japan, but I'm surprised. I would be surprised if that was something where she thought there was an obvious way to work with a company. I I don't know. We don't really hear a lot about Sasha, the real person. She's kind of protective of the persona. Which is good for her. Um, Which is good for her. I give her credit for that. I I totally, I agree with that a hundred percent. I think that's great. Um, And the more people can do that, the more enjoyable I think wrestling can be for a lot of people. Uh, So it just, it really struck me as strange that it would be on her radar to the level where this is something she had to do. I would guess they went to her because it wouldn't make sense for her to get a hold of New Japan Pro Wrestling. It would make a sense for her to get a hold of Stardom. Although she could go to Stardom and they could say, okay, let me throw you a curveball. We want to start this elsewhere, but it's going to be the means to an end and you can have this match you want. I was just thinking weren't Kyrie and Sasha close during the pandemic? Because I remember they had a lot of matches together during the pandemic. Maybe they're just close friends. And this is one of those things where I why work with Mercedes. Can we work this out if she becomes a free agent? Sure. Would that be one of those things, maybe? Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I know that Kyrie was extremely beloved from all the tweets that came out when she was announcing she was going back home and doing the family life thing. Right. Uh, yeah, she was really really well liked by the roster and they were really bummed when she went over yeah because i'm starting to think i remember from the pandemic the big feud with oscar and Kyrie versus bailey and sasha like that was a big feud and they spent a lot of time together during the pandemic so i could totally see them being really close like i could totally see that being a thing the other thing i'm guessing is they're going to utilize to basically put emphasis or some emphasis on the women's division iwgp so i mean i'm i'm thinking you know this is going to be a win-win situation so we spent the whole time talking about Mercedes. can we just all agree that Kyrie is retaining because it's the first ever title defense <laughs> at a oh, for a w- without, without a doubt yeah I was, this is one of those predictions i was saying a minute ago very predictable here <laughs> very very predictable all right so next up IWGP world tag team championship match FTR defending against Bushimon Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi and you just say title change Kelly <laughs> I think that I will. Um, I I don't know because FTR is doing, they did the belt collection thing, but they've been so de-emphasized on AEW TV. It's really hard to imagine them not being back in WWE by the end of the year. Like, it just seems like all the teases are there. Didn't Dak say their contract expire in April? Yeah. I heard that, I heard that and, recently. And they've been losing so much for a team that was being booked as almost an unbeatable tag team machine. Uh, so maybe this is a way to get another pair of belts off them in the meantime. Um, Goto was wildly de-emphasized as a single starting a couple of years ago. And Yoshihashi's been like making slow, slow, slow progress up the card for about five or six years. And he's, you know, he still gets a lot of hate and he's kind of vacant and he looks like he doesn't like, he doesn't care, <laughs> but, um, but Yoshihashi has been having pretty good matches for a few years. Uh, and I wasn't disappointed in this outcome at all. And I predicted this one too, kind of a bummer that I was two for two, but, <laughs> but I did predict it, uh, especially when I saw three shows left and where the standings were, I was like, this is primed for them to make the last minute climb up the card. And they had, a, of course, a very, very good match with Aussie Open. And Aussie Open, they're not going anywhere. They're going to keep using these guys. And I don't think people should worry that Aussie Open didn't get this match because they're they're going to get more 
of the matches they want to see with these guys. So, um, yeah, I think title change. The bigger question is, uh, where does FTR go by the end of 2023? What's interesting is I just looked something up. The, um, I was curious about this. We're recording this on Wednesday before, obviously, we're recording this on Wednesday. And FTR is defending the AAA titles tonight, today, as of we're doing this, against um, against Dragon Lee and Rostical in, in AAA. They're doing this today. So there's a possibility. By the time they return to AEW in two weeks, they won't have any belts. <laughs> there's a possibility of that. <laughs> which is wow. crazy. Um... Which is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's why they're doing this to get all yeah. uh, all the championships off them quick. Yeah, I did. I remember hearing about that in another podcast today. I quickly looked it up. Yeah, it's happening today, so that's interesting. So sorry, it's Dragon Lee Lee and um, Joystico. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. That's happening today. Wasn't there a storyline that FTR wanted the AEW tag belt? Yeah, he went after they lost to the Acclaim twice. And we moved on. Right. And we all moved on. So, and we all moved on. And then they lost to the guns, the which is hysterical. Here's the thing. Do you still continue the storyline? Have FTR? It all depends if the they book. resign. It all depends if they resign. If they're not then, resigning in April, Tony Khan has all rights to not push them anymore. Right. I'm just being honest here. Like, they have rights. So, I mean, then they can actually say that they have another belt. Oh, no, I agree with you. On, I agree with you 100%. You know, My point is, though, if they're not resigning in April, Mm-hmm. From because the Dax did say apparently on the podcast that's dropping this week. Obviously, that dropped. I haven't heard it yet. Dropping on Thursday, he right. says they were reagents in April. If that's the case, I don't blame TK for not pushing them anymore. If they're not planning on resigning, I cannot blame him at all. Being honest here, you know. Yeah, I find it weird when fans say, "Well, they're more likely to resign if they get pushed," and I'm like, "They're more likely re- to resign if they like the situation and they want more money." That mm-hmm. is where they're more like you don't push somebody in the hopes that it'll work out because then you literally just worked against your own company. So that's it called the MJF storyline. That's called the MJF mm-hmm. storyline. And for those who believe he is not resigned, you're an idiot. <laughs> if you don't believe MJF resigned, you're a moron. <laughs> well, I mean, let's go to this from a broader perspective. FTR goes back to WWE. I believe it. I can see it. Okay. And, they face the Usos and take the belts away from the Usos. I don't think that's. I don't think they're going to go right after the Usos. I'm still saying Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to be tag team champions at WrestleMania. That's that's where I'm sitting until something else tells me otherwise. Okay, all right. I, you don't put FTR against the Usos, especially with the whole bloodline storyline going on. You just don't do it. Uh, you know, I mean, they'd they'd hold off. They would get there, but but not in April. Not in April. SummerSlam at the earliest. SummerSlam at the earliest. At the earliest. If then, I would like, we'll hold off to Mania next year. If you bring them back, you build them up slowly, you reintroduce them to the audience, and then by Mania, you have them win the belts. That's it. I or, would or, or would SummerSlam be better? Oh, it all depends on what's going on. It all depends on what the storyline's going on. We don't know what's going on. Okay. We don't even know who's going to be the champions by then. We have no clue. That's what I love about WWE right now. We have no clue what's going on. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it so much because I have no clue what's going on. All right. Let's move on. We have um, the New Japan World Television Championship, New Japan World Championship. I don't know why we need a TV title, but we're getting one. Um, it's Zack Sabre Jr. versus Ren Narita. Um, Kelly, why does this title exist? <laughs> I don't know why the hell we need this belt, but I sure as hell need this match. Oh, this match I is great. The match is so a great match. The match is a great match. I look up with the belt, this. though. That's, that's the question. <laughs> yeah, it seems like this is taking place of the Intercontinental Championship, which was you sir it was merged with the iwgp to become the great big belt that it is now um and they didn't bring that back but they wanted this tv championship and i i don't know why you call it that because you don't have a consistent tv show uh you've just got the um the site and uh certain they have their access tv um recap where they show an hour of stuff but I don't know how they're going to make that work and have a match on this every week. It just doesn't, I don't know why this belt needs to be. I think this is only a way to create a tournament that gives them a chance to position Ren Narita near the top of the card. I think that this is the only reason they made a new belt because when I was talking about my favorite, uh, 
Oiwa being one of my five favorite uh, young lions that's come through the system so far. My very favorite is Ren Narita, followed by Shota Umino. And they were young lions at the same time. So just, oh, what a time. So, um, and now they're both coming back. So Ren for me was always the one that I thought had the most potential, although I thought they ran pretty close to each other. And then I saw the way they were presenting Ren uh, very close to Katsuyori Shibata's presentation on New Japan Strong. And I was like, he's going to be my favorite wrestler. Like by the time it's all said and done, he's going to be my favorite wrestler. And I just love everything he's done so far. Great technical wrestler. He's mean, he's ruthless. And the kind of technical match he's going to have with uh, ZSJ. Oh, I'm I'm so psyched for this. Like Sabres had great matches with Shibata. So he, he knows, I mean, he knows how to have great matches with every type. That's not a spoiler for anybody. But um, but he's had exceptional stuff with Shibata, and I'm super psyched for this. I think this exists to put Narita over, but I wouldn't be shocked if they gave Saber finally a singles championship here and then gave Narita something to chase. Yeah, I would lead him to run Narita, but you have a point. Putting the belt on Saber Fierce and have him chase it. I just don't know what you're chasing and when the matches are going to be and who you're going to watch them and all the kind of stuff. I have. I'm, I'm leading to run Narita mainly because weird shit happens at Wrestle Kingdom. So why not? That's where I'm leading at this point. <laughs> so, Dad, what do you think? I'm going to go with Zack Sabre Jr. Only because I think this is going to be a launching pad for him to go to another title. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I'm interested in this block. When I saw this match, and I saw the match, I'm like, wow. They, they really are pushing around Rita. I didn't expect that. Like, that's nice. It's good for him. That's really exciting. So... We'll get to show it to Shudo Uno in a little while. First things first, let's go to the Never Open Way Championship. You already told us what you this is going to happen here. I'm just going to hit the matches anyway. It is Carl Anderson representing WWE. How this happened? Leave the Triple H <laughs> defending against um, Tamatanga, and obviously Tamatanga's winning. There's really no, there's no if ands or buts here on a level. Kelly, go ahead. Kazuchika Okada. Carl Anderson and Mercedes Vernado all on the same show. Who saw like, this coming? Who the hell saw this one coming? <laughs> make sense of this. Um, yeah, Tamatonga is uh, is winning this. Oh, and Kenny um, Omega. And Kenny Omega. Throw that in there, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and Tonga's winning this to uh, return the championship to New Japan. Um, I don't think that this is going to, going to go any longer. And I don't think that uh, Carl and... And, uh, and Luke are going to have anything more to do with this company. I don't know even if I expect Luke Gallows to be there. Uh, he could easily go over there. But if they want to keep working with WWE, then Carl Anderson's going to be one of the best go-betweens that there is because he's married to a woman from Japan that he met in Japan while he was wrestling there. Like, his, he's got roots in that country. So, um, so... I understand them wanting to stay in the good graces, even though they get annoyed when these guys leave, especially when they have a championship. Um, but yeah, I think this is to get the championship off of somebody who's not in the company. My feeling on the never open weight championship is they could have just let it go away. Um, Cause there are a lot of belts in this company, but considering they didn't uh, I'm perfectly fine with Tomatonga running around with the championship just because he is continued to get so good his singles matches these last couple of years have been dynamite and uh and he deserves something to show for it and he was a standout in the g1 he was an absolute standout in g1 a hundred percent two years I, in a row he's yeah. a standout in the g1 yeah. absolutely so dad what are you so, thinking here uh, obviously tamatanga right I, I, I gotta go with tamatanga I, I mean for everything he has done and get to this point that this is the icing on the cake this is the prize he gets for all the hard work. So I don't see it. Not, I, I, I don't see it not changing hands. So, I mean, Tomatanga. All right, let's move on. We have um, Kujimoto's last New Japan match. That's what this one is. It's Kujimoto and Hiroshi Tadahashi and Shunouno, who you mentioned earlier, versus LIJ, Tenten Naito, Sonata, and Bushi. Um, I don't even know where to go with this one. Kelly, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
usually they have these superstars go out on their back. Uh, they don't have to do it that way, but they usually do it that way in Japan, have them um, kind of transfer a little something to the guys who are going to win the match. Um, although if they do that, it's a bummer that Tanahashi loses in a just a throw-in tag team match on the show and Shota Umino loses a tag team match on the show. Uh, but that said, I don't know. I mean, Umino could use this pinfall more than anybody else in the match, but I don't know if they're ready to put him over uh, any of the three guys. Oh, wait, is Bushi in it? Yeah. It's Bushi, Bushi right? Yes. Bushi, yes. Okay. I could see Umino pinning Bushi. If if LIJ loses, it's Bushi who gets pinned because he's the he's the junior heavyweight. Um, ooh, I had been making it Shingo, but I knew better. I knew it wasn't Shingo. Uh, yeah, let's say Umino pins Bushi, even though the ooh. smart money would say that Muto goes out on his back and he gets pinned by somebody like uh, um, Naito. Fair enough. Fair enough. I didn't really have a pick here, so I was just curious what your thoughts were. Dad, any thoughts on this match? You know, I don't know. Maybe out of respect for Shinji Muto that he wins this one and um, the crowd gives him his final hurrah. I mean, let let the man win. I mean, this is this is his last match. I, well, I look at it this way. It's like like Kelly said, though. It is kind of tradition to go out on your back. It is kind of tradition right. in Japan, but, especially. But if the talent thinks otherwise, then you figure, yeah. But you're the talent of the booker. Give... Talent of the booker. Would be out of here. Talent of the booker. Well, you know, I mean, things happen beyond our control. So, true. I mean, true, true, true. I, I, I guess I would have to. My heart goes out to Kenji Muto, but I, I think Wilson and Governalities will win. Fair enough. I am the internal LAJ as well, but I, I do love the thought of um Jota Uno getting the pin. I do like that thought a lot. So, yeah. all right, let's move on. We have three more title matches. We have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. It is Tachi Shimori. It is El Desperado, Hiromu Takahashi, and Master Wado. That is our match. I feel like this title changes hands almost every single kingdom. I expect a title change of some sort. I'm not sure who's going to win it yet, so Kelly, go ahead. Yeah, this is the championship where there's been no defenses for a really long time. Like, Ishimori's been champion, and and I've been aware of that, and his matches have been good, but he hasn't had... I think it's been a good number of months since he's had a defense. Um, these four ways, it's, it's kind of become a semi-tradition to have a four-way for the uh junior heavyweight championship at this show and they've been so good it was one of these a few years ago where i realized how much i loved hiromu takahashi i didn't go into it thinking that was the guy i was going to cheer for but by the end of the match i was like if he doesn't win i'm going to be pissed off um <laughs> but uh but hiromu is he continues to be the star of the division even going a year without the championship as he has I, it's maybe not been a year but um but I think it's close, if not there. Taiji's always dependable. He's always good. Um, and then uh, Desperado's just, he raised his stat, uh, stock so much in the last couple of years. It'll be really interesting because he's not technically Suzuki Goon anymore. And he's been very popular. Like he's been treated by fans as a baby face for a while. If any of the guys from LIJ or um, not LIJ from Suzuki Goon turn out to be baby faces, I think he's one of the really good candidates to just be part of uh Hauntai, like be one of the um the main unit baby faces. Master Wado is the really big um X factor here because of my favorite um young lions of the last six or seven years, he is the one that I liked the most who has done the least. He's had some he, he had a run with the uh, junior heavyweight tag team championships with Taguchi. And he's been fine, but he just has not caught fire yet. He has not had any really must-see singles matches. He's been good. He's been dependable. But he hasn't been the star that I kind of hoped he was going to be. But So I color me surprised that he was given this match. But 
he's the one who could come out of this being the biggest star, even though I think the chances of him walking out the champion are almost non-existent. If I'm picking somebody at this show with these guys, it's Hiromu. Uh, and by the way, I looked it up real fast. Hiromu won the belt at WrestleMania last year and then had to drop it due to injury in February. And I thought it's been a lot of, just under a year. So there you go. Quickly <laughs> looked it up for you. I was but, leading to that brought up personally, but I could see Hiromu winning, honestly. And, and, totally. then, and then that that's your storyline right there. Yeah, Hiromu Hiromu's got to win this. It's almost weird. It's like one year later, he wins the belt back again. <laughs> so why not? Let's do it. So it's a great idea. Dad, any other thoughts? Yeah. No, Hiroma, I, I I don't see anybody else that's capable of doing the things he does and to, not to be champion. I think this is what you do is you put the belt on him and basically you give notice that, hey, you want to come get the belt? This is what you got to do. You got to have your A game 100%, period. If you don't, don't even bother standing in line. By the way, to follow up on what something Kelly said, Master Wado is the only one in here that wasn't champion in the last year. <laughs> He's the only one. So that's interesting in this match. All right, moving on. We have the, as you're advertising, it's the double main event of this evening. It is the IWGP United States Championship match. It is Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. Period. Stop. How the, wow. <laughs> We're getting this match. It's happening. I did not see it. I didn't expect this. And all of a sudden, that Kenny Omega video dropped. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we're doing this. Okay, cool. We're doing this. And then explained why when they announced the weird seven, the um, weird best of seven tournament that we're in the middle of, this weird best of seven thing we're in the middle of, why they skipped January 4th. Because right after they announced that tournament, the best of seven, they announced this match. Like, literally the next day. So, so it all made sense. Is, is, is this just a throw-in match or something at the last it, minute? It's a big-time match for a throw-in. It's a massive match. Like, wow. Here we go. Kelly, go ahead. It's weird because it's not a throw-in in that they didn't just announce it, but it's kind of a throw-in in that they haven't really promoted it. Uh, like, they, they announced this match, and then they go to the tag leagues and everything like that. And one of the weirdest things is this is one of your – really really big attractions omega osprey in the semi-main spot to the point where you're calling it a double main and they've used really none of the time i mean they've used their japanese language side content shoulder content to promote this a little bit but for the most part if you're just watching the shows and you're watching the um english commentary uh -huh. Osprey hasn't been wrestling a lot of matches over there in the last couple of months and Kenny hasn't wrestled any. So it, it's just, it's this big attraction that they just want to stand on its own and uh, have people be into it because it's these two guys. And it will of course be very, very good. Um, it'll, it'll be technically sound. It'll have, it'll go a very long time. Both these guys can do 60 minute matches if they want. It will be, stupid long almost annoyingly so but it will be it will be good i will pick osprey because osprey is the new japan um fixture the only reason to put omega over and it's a good reason is to set up a match at the next wrestle kingdom with somebody else like they did with jericho a few years ago where you didn't think he was going to win at wrestle kingdom but he did so he could set up a match at the next wrestle kingdom mm -hmm. um I don't, until I see otherwise, I don't think that's what's going to happen, and I will pick Osprey here. Yeah, I think this is a one-off. I think this is just going to be a, hey, look what we did. I, I Look at what AEW agreed to do, to have this match happen. Um, or I can just be like, um, hey, I, I, Kenny saying, TK, like, um, I'm doing this match, just so you know, so don't book me on January 4th for, for um, AEW Dynamite. Don't book me. I'm not going to be there. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Osprey's winning. No, not, no doubt. But this match, I feel like the the, 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 the these main two matches are going to take up like two hours of this show. Like, let's be honest here. <laughs> these two matches, entrances in the matches, oh, no doubt. these mm -hmm. two matches are going to like, take up two hours. So, Osprey's retaining, though. Dad? Yeah, I don't see Osprey really pushing the belt. Yeah. Not now, yet. Uh, it, it will be a, it will be a great match. Uh, hold for hold. Uh, and like I said, I, I don't see Osprey losing. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. All right, let's get to our main event. It is Jay White 
defending the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against Kazuchika Okada. And Okada rarely loses the Wrestle Kingdom. So <laughs> there's, I don't know what to do here. But Jay White has pinned Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. So that's to make this interesting. It has happened before, but it's rare title, that title they. Change. It's rare that they have Okada lose the Wrestle Kingdom, and also it's rare that they don't have a face win in the main event. So, like, <laughs> it's so many weird things here. Kelly, am I leaning in the right direction here? I think so. When in doubt, go with the um, go with the title changing hands, and go with the baby face. And go, with and Okada. Those, and go with Okada. Go with Okada. Yes, and go with Okada. <laughs> like those those things make sense. This is another one where. It's gotten some sizzle, but less than you would think. Uh, it was big. Jay... It was actually a bigger deal after he won the G one, and then it kind of sizzled out a little bit. <coughs> yeah, and uh, and this has been like they've been talking about that this would be a thing for quite a while. But uh, but Jay's been wrestling in in places other than Japan, mostly. Like he's only just gone back to Japan to uh, to start having matches and promote this. Uh, I think that he will lose, but he's been a great heel and a great champion. Um, but Okada, like I've said this before, probably on every New Japan podcast I've been on, uh, I'm just more comfortable when he's the champion. Like it just feels right when Okada has that championship. He is the guy that I want to see holding the championship. And um, and I know that every one of those matches is going to be great at the time. The only downside of that has been Jay's such a great, and dependable heel champion. Like what does he do next? That seems important enough to do. I would like to see a massive overhaul of bullet club. I would like to see the house of torture split entirely from the bullet club and be not the same faction. Just like stop saying they're different parts of the same faction, just make them different factions. And I would like to see a large number of guys out of the bullet club to them to just be down to like four to six guys and be a way more effective. Like it, it, they just seem so lame having, I think it's 18 members right now. And, and it just being so it's hard to take them seriously when they have so many fall guys and like so many guys period that just their, their time and that they're uh, they just overstayed their welcome in that faction. And I just don't, I think American fans think of bullet club as that cool thing in new Japan. But if you're watching New Japan on a regular basis, they're the lamest group in the company. They they have matches that are consistent that consistently underdeliver, and um, and they're just so saturated because there's so damn many of them. Uh, so I, I didn't know that I was going to go on a Bullet Club rant, but I would I would almost blow up the whole group, other than the fact that they sell merchandise worldwide. So you can't do that but I would love to see them simplify. Now with that out of the way, yeah, it's Okada. I actually, Kelly, I totally agree with you about Bullet Club because I remember during the G1, I, anytime the, the House of Torture came out, I'm like, wonderful, we're dealing with this, wonderful. Like, I, I was like, a, like, I would literally start leaving the room during G1 matches in the House of Torture because I knew the matches were going to be shit. Like, it was just, I understood completely what you're saying, 100%. So, but yeah. Did you compare... Yeah. Bullet Club to like in WCW when he had NWO Black, NWO Red. Everyone was like NWO. Not only would I, I always do. I make that comparison quite often. I agree with um, that. <laughs> when it got to be so many guys that it's like, it's not really a takeover anymore. It's just the company. Like it, it's just like a 30, a 30 year roster is W uh, is NWO. What's the point anymore? Yeah, what's funny is you go to the um, you go to Bullet Club on Wikipedia. They have like here's the people in Japan, and here's the people that are also in the U.S. that are a part of Bullet Club. And one of them did Impact Wrestling, which is even weirder. <laughs> like, oh yeah, Ace Austin. Yeah, and, like <laughs> Ace is a wonderful wrestler, and he fully belongs there. Like, if I were to knock this group down to like seven people, Ace would make the cut. Um, Chris Bay would make the cut. Uh, and then, of course, obviously, Jay's got to be there. Um, and and I would have said I would have said the club, but they came back, came back to the United States. Um, and I, it would be a few other guys. But uh, but yeah, um, Ace would still be there. There you go. All right, Dad, you're assuming you're going with Okada, right? Just, just oh, make, it make, make it official. Make it official. Okay, cool. Well, that is Wrestle Kingdom happening this coming Wednesday early morning. Um, what is it like 2 a.m. our time? 
Kelly in Hitcher Time Zone or something like that? Oh, mama. I think that's right. Something I, like that, I yeah. It not to be, but it probably yeah. is. Because I, I know I look at the clock and I'm like, well, if I go to work and I get home, by the time I get home, the show will be over and then I can start from the beginning. That's how I looked at it. Like, you know, I'll do it that way. Instead of getting up earlier, watching the show, and then going to work. I figured it made more sense to do it that way. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. finish my NXT podcast and then, like, it's three hours from the start of. Take a power uh, nap and they get ready for the hitman. Of wrestle. Oh, mama. <laughs> That's what I did last year, and it worked, but. It's exhausting oh to me. It's absolutely exhausting to me. I got a small window. I wish next week I also had the Thursday off, but that's this week. It's not next week. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, well, that being said, let's get out of here um, for 2022. And as, as per tradition, I like to close out our last show of the year with uh, Brandon Khalid's All Lang Syne, which is one of my favorite versions of this song and my favorite band. So, why not? So. I'll read South Park. For more information on this show, including where you can hear the show, go to BlakeAsHouseShow.com. Our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pages, and other social media platforms that we may or may not be on that I'm still trying to figure out. <laughs> and comment and leave a rating and review. We'll read it on the show. Dad? Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure. And if you happen to have a local independent wrestling organization where you live at, patronize these people. These are young men and women coming up in the ranks of professional wrestling, sports entertainment, You'll be amazed at how they they can entertain you and the moves they've got. Uh, and, you know, they're pushing to basically brass ring to be in a major company and, and showcase their talents worldwide. So please patronize these people, but do it respectfully. Do it so you don't basically embarrass yourself, okay? Because you got to remember there it's a family atmosphere and you don't want these little kids to basically kind of Go through repeat or have mom and dad put oh, their hand over their face. Oh, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say also, don't be that dick that goes in there and in front of a bunch of wrestling fans that are trying to enjoy the show, yell the word fake out, and then and wonder why people want to throw shit at you. That's a personal experience. Don't do that. Anyway, I'm Kelly. Yeah, one more time. Plug. That is Kelly Wells. I'm uh, on the torch. And, uh, and I do the, I cover NXT there and I'm one of the guys who covers New Japan as well. I am a New Japan completist and I have, for better or for worse, seen everything NXT has ever done as well. Um, yeah, you can find me on social media at Spooky Milk or at SpookyMilk.Games. I am a board game designer and I'm uh, currently designing a very large one called Isolation that will probably take me a very long time but if it looks like I want it to look and it plays like I want it to play, it will be the thing I am most proud of in my life. Nice. So I can't wait to hear about that as the time goes on. All right. Next week, as we mentioned, we'll be taking the week off to watch Wrestle Kingdom because earning our normal time slot, we'll be watching the show somewhere. So taking next week off, a nice, a nice archive show that I put together will be up on next week's show. We'll be back the week after with Sal to recap everything and look back at things. Thank you all for joining us and um, Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Blake. I'm Mark. And and Sal's not here. Yes. And you were listening to the Lake and Sal Show with Mark. Have a good day, everybody. Hey, everybody. We love you guys. Be safe. We'll take a cup of kindness yet for old Lang Syne. Thank you so very much. Goodbye, and good night.